good, Rikago. This is Khalif here. This is the first episode of Some More Thoughts. Uh, it's going to be the companion show to Spawn On Me, where I get to talk a little bit about stuff that we didn't hit during the week, uh, stuff that we might have missed because of time, or things that we didn't get a chance to talk to talk about on specific episodes that I wanted to come back to and dig into. Just because they're out of the news cycle doesn't mean that there is not conversations to be had. So want to dig into some of that and we may be digging into other stuff that is not gaming related too which is the beautiful part about what some more thoughts is going to be about and hopefully you'll all be here with us supporting us on patreon uh for this patreon specific show uh i'm really hyped to, to get back into the saddle and talk to you all about cool stuff so the first thing that i want to dig into for this episode is something that i saw a couple weeks ago pertaining to yours and my favorite streamer ninja uh right before he moved over to mixer uh was talking about this really interesting situation between uh this one young fortnite player called phase jarvis who got caught cheating using an aimbot uh playing the game he was testing it out just playing around with it uh i don't think he was trying to use it within a competition or anything like that but it specifically states that if you are a fortnite pro you cannot use any cheating apparatus to play the game on their servers at all ever 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 it is stipulated within the confines of you know what fortnite is in a competitive state and what epic did was they banned him for life they said you have a forever ban from Fortnite, you cannot play anymore. Uh, you need to figure out a new way to play some other game that you have uh, on your computer, on your console. So a lot of people were up in arms about this. Uh, folks were saying that this is an unfair ban because it's a first time offense uh, and, and lots of different things uh, for Phase Jarvis who basically you know, got caught with his hand in the cookie jar uh, and got smacked really, really hard from the folks over at Epic. So. Ninja jumps into the conversation. He's streaming on his channel and he's talking to his boys. Uh, Dr. Lupo, you can hear within the clips that we're going to share uh, in a minute. And they're talking about the situation. And it's really interesting to hear the angle that Ninja comes to this conversation with. Uh, he's been in this space for a long period of time. He's had his own run-ins with the, the internet in terms of you know not saying the right thing or not putting the right information out to the world or you know, getting caught saying the N word, uh, or getting caught saying some other stuff that he's not supposed to be saying. And he's kind of gotten not necessarily away with things, but I would say that he's gotten lots of slaps on the wrist over the years. And he hasn't really had a lot of consequences to deal with. We just seems, seems to keep getting more and more, uh, airtime, more and more, uh, visibility and more and more money, uh, while all these things have happened. So what I want to do is play a couple of short clips really fast to kind of give you some context on his side of the things and, and his side of, uh, or at least his thoughts about what should have happened to FaZe Jarvis. Um, and we're going to do that right about now. What do I think of the aimbot situation? I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, I mean, he's still super young. So like, it's such a, I think it's just a stupid kid making a stupid decision. Didn't really fully think about it. It wasn't in a tournament. It wasn't a cash cup. Wasn't in a, anything like that. I think that should be like a six, maybe maybe like a six month ban from like competitive and like, I don't know, man. Permanent though. I like the hammer, man. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think uh... it's like. I mean, he definitely deserves a punishment, but 
So, so wait, were we talking about the Jarvis thing? Yeah, yeah. man. If, if anybody else, let's say an unknown person was you want them permanently banned. Right, you would, I mean, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. So why why would you let someone who is known get away with right. that? I mean, right. I mean, let's be, let's be a little like realistic here though as well. I mean, they're, they're, there are people who oh, get, you know, I'll say favoritism, but it's like, dude, you got it. Yeah, I'd say favoritism is bad. I mean, you got to give you, I mean. It, it, like you don't want to slap on the wrist somebody who's a content creator who's like makes a video showing like how, how insane cheats are. I mean, without your content creators as well, though, like it has a negative impact on your game. Yeah, but I think Fortnite's doing just fine. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. Like, come on, man! Like, 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 let's, say, like, like let's be serious. Like, if, if, if there's a difference, there's a difference between. A lot of hate listen, for two weeks, so maybe they're scared. To listen, go listen. There's a difference between a content creator who has a, a millions of subscribers, hundreds of thousands of followers, who gets banned from from literally what makes him money, right? His his, and there's a difference between some kid who is a is a just a piece of shit who has absolutely zero following, has zero money that comes from Fortnite from from gaming. And hacks. You ban that kid, nothing happens to him. Nothing happens. Oh no, he can't cheat anymore. You ban Jarvis. It's like it's different. The stakes are different. It should be handled a little bit differently. That's my opinion. That would be, then you would just go by the favoritism. Like, it's, it's, dude, it's, just, it, it's not even. It, it's literally. It's just. Just look at the situation. It's different. It needs to be handled different because it's different. There's you can't say you there. can't. You can't say that a con, I mean, like a content creator cheating, whose entire life is about what the game is playing and then some random who has who, no youtube channel no twitter account he doesn't even care he just cheats he hacks a hack you ban you ban one you ruin his life you ban the other now he, he makes another account keeps cheating like you know what i'm saying it's different it has to be handled differently so the thing that i want to focus on here is not the kind of usual hey you shouldn't be saying that kind of stuff because it deals with you know what kids will think about you because well you know what there's a part of that in the, in the in the discussion i think that there's a small aspect of you know fortnite has been you know swallowed whole by the younger generation most kids have an understanding of what fortnite is and what it brings to the table there are whole ecosystems that are surrounded and infused with eco and no, i'm sorry with with fortnite isms um, I recently went to a, uh, a tournament for some young kids that we were doing some charity work with and you'll see kids just doing the floss dance doing a whole bunch of stuff that's you know uh, where they've gotten directly from Fortnite over the over the past year and some change and there is a culture that is surrounded around that game that is something that we haven't seen in a very very long time and alongside that is you have this rise of uh, players and a rise of uh, kind of quote unquote stars in the space who are absolutely uh, people that young kids look up to. They are role models in this way. I've seen people talk about, you know, make a wish kids being like, I just wish I could meet Ninja once uh, before I die. Stuff like that is is a real thing and it, and it happens. And he's a he's a role model, uh, even if he doesn't necessarily want to admit it or doesn't want to take up that mantle. So to hear this cat kind of basically come out and say, hey, there are tears to this and there are levels to this where I am to a certain extent and folks who make content should be held to a higher standard or a different standard 
than some of the people who look up to what I do, I find to be really detrimental to the space. I find that to be really uh, worrisome because if you're going to say, and let's extrapolate that out a little bit. So let's say, you know, Ninja is like, hey, if I got cheated, if, or if I got caught cheating, I should not be held to a certain level of responsibility because I have decided or that the society has decided that influencers and streamers and content creators are above the kind of normal, you know, part of the gaming populace because we make content that video game companies use to help promote the products that, that they make. And that that alone is the reason why you should not treat us differently when it comes to uh, giving and handing down, <laughs> handing down punishments, which I find amazingly callous. I think that's a thing that we haven't seen in the gaming space in a while. Someone of that caliber or of that stature saying these things out loud and wanting to be taken seriously. And I'm sure that he will be taken seriously because he is kind of duck and dodged most of the responsibilities that he's had to have to have thrown at him. The other part of that conversation that I found really interesting is that for him to share that, Hey, don't take this kid's um, livelihood away is also a really dangerous uh, uh, comment to share out in the world because one, it showcases that, you know, if you're a content creator and you've banked all of your time, effort, energy, and uh, uh, financial success on making content that once that content is no longer available and you've, you kind of ruined your lane per se, that we should give you more sympathy because you've done a bad thing. And that now the thing that you've used to make money is now gone, deserves some extra kind of pats on the head. The fact that Ninja of all people is saying this is so out of, is so wild to me. It bugs me out to be like, yo, this kid knew the rules, even if he's young. And even if this is the first time offense, if you are making a career out of making content, you have to be in such a different level of care for you not to lose the amount of money or any kind of funds that you make in this video game industry, that should be the most paramount thing that goes along with it. Not even the fact that it matters about your character or matters about how people will perceive you. If you're trying to, if you're trying to uh, uh, catch, get the bag and then you give up the bag because you did a dumb thing, that's totally on you. That is a, that is all on you. There's no one else to blame for you losing the bag, but yourself for doing something stupid and doing the thing that you shouldn't have been doing in the first place. So it's an amazing, it's amazing to hear someone who has figured out ways to market himself, share information that is not only detrimental to the gaming industry, but also to all of his young fans. And this is a thing that literally no one has really talked about in a real way after this incident happened. So I think the, the, the previous time, at least the video that I got this from was uploaded on November 4th of 2019. The fact that this is not a thing that P 
people in the in the gaming industry haven't shared as as bad information or that epic hasn't said hey maybe you shouldn't share out that information that this is a thing that he should get a lesser ban for is troublesome to me i find that to be a really interesting thing the second side of that conversation plays around the ideas of what we've talked about when it comes to the sentiment that is fully uh, fully like born in the public space in the gaming industry that journalists and folks who are on that side of the press fence are the ones who have been taking bribes and have been taking money and have been taking uh uh uh, have been using the, the, the gifts that they are given or getting or getting gifts for better coverage or for uh, different treatment uh, in comparison to what we've seen in the influencer space where this cat and many other influencers have been taking things and getting money and, 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 and uh, getting money for coverage and for, for reasonable and sometimes favorable uh, reviews of products and saying again we're different than all of you and we should be treated differently i find to be again really ironic and very very detrimental to the space we've seen it with gamergate we've seen it with numerous numerous uh uh followings and numerous kinds of folks coming up and pulling up saying hey the gaming industry is really rotten because of the press and the fact that they are doing all these shady things where we have influences out here on front street talking about yo if you cheat you shouldn't get the same amount of consequences that everybody else gets or the conversation that he brought up about uh how influencers are so important to your game that you should really make sure that they are taken care of which is the gist of what he shared is also really detrimental and really problematic so it's one of those things that when I sat back and looked at it, wanted to talk about it, I was like, so what do we do about this kind of stuff? Like, is this a thing that, again, do you signal boost the fact that he's kind of advocating not for cheating, but advocating for people to be treated differently in this space? It also gleans of massive amounts of privilege when I can't even fathom saying something to this respect uh, out loud and saying, yo, as a person who is treated differently all the time that you should be giving people special treatment and special favoritism uh just because they make content not because you add anything to the space not because uh you've done anything to garner some levels of favoritism besides making a product more uh profitable but literally just because you've made content and you're in the space and you possibly can make your own content and make money for it it's an interesting space. Um, there isn't a lot more to dig into it. I wanted to bring it to your attention because I found it interesting. Again, I think the conversations around the, the boundaries in which we see press and influencers kind of rubbing up against each other. And that Venn diagram is still things that we don't know how to uh, kind of bridge out. Uh, and I also really am curious to see what is going to happen, you know, with not only this competitive space, but more competitive spaces when it comes to how uh, folks are going to be building out better ways to talk about cheating, to talk about responsibility, uh, to talk about the power of the influencer, and also 
building up kids to be content creators when that content creator bubble is always going to burst earlier than your uh, your actual viability in the workforce. That's the thing that I feel is a conversation that people aren't talking about in a real way. And they haven't really dug it up in, into ways that people can, you know, really talk about in smart and uh, good ways for kids to, to, to wrap their brains around. You know, if you're if you're building your kid up to be the fort next Fortnite star, I'm sorry to tell you, you're probably doing a bad job as a parent. <laughs> That's the thing you might want to step back and say, hey, I need to get this kid back into school and do some actual work with my child. The other topics that I wanted to dig into for this first episode of some more thoughts is Jesus and Nemero going into the Let's Play business. Um, I saw a video the other day when they were playing Untitled Goose Game uh, on YouTube and I'm a, I'm a fan of Jesus and Mero. I feel like Jesus and Mero do a great job of kind of being that connective tissue uh, between hip hop culture and video games or hip hop culture and pop culture, uh, which are definitely intertwined. But I feel like now with them digging into video game stuff, that there is a very specific niche that they would be trying to, or at least that content would be trying to fill that I think, you know, we over here at Spawn on Me have been trying to figure out ways to do in a long time. Um, I watched it. I thought it was kind of funny. I thought it was interesting in the way that they did it, but I honestly came away a little disappointed um, because it's one of those things that as a, as a community, as a gaming industry, we've been trying to figure out ways to legitimize the art within the games that we play and the uh, abilities to kind of think of these things as not just what kids do and not kind of towards the stereotypes that we've already seen of the you know kids in the mom or grown-ups in the mom's basement uh thing and being socially awkward and all those things which of which of course are, are in the mix because that's just the way humans are but um I, I found myself a little bit perturbed by the fact that they didn't really like i don't know it, it just felt a little bit disrespectful in my own view towards not only the the, the game but also just like how games should be kind of shared out to audiences that don't necessarily mix with the gaming audience on a regular basis. My biggest pet peeve has always been the Conan O'Brien segment, uh, where he's basically the old man that you bring a game to and then he kind of shits on it for the whole segment that they do. And it feels like this is another extension of that kind of work. And I don't know what to do with it yet. Uh, there isn't really anything I can do with it, but either consume it or not consume it. But I don't know. Like I, I've appreciated their ability to, to break barriers and kind of cross over in some aspects, but I'm just a little bit worried that if Jesus and Mero who have a huge following, they get games to be shown to them that they then get to filter out or filter to bigger audiences if they will do a good job of showcasing those games in good ways of uh, kind of taking the care that I feel like you should take with games out in the world that again if you're trying to showcase them well it shouldn't necessarily be just about how many people can look at a thing it should also be about like who can those who are the people who you're going to show this game to that can give it the layer of nuance and give it the layer of uh, 
credibility that it deserves as a medium and as an art form. And I just don't know if the if they have the chops to do it. I think it'll be funny, uh, but it's also kind of just kind of boring in that same way of just like this is the same thing that we've seen with most content that comes from non well it comes from gamers who aren't like deeply embedded in it right and i don't know i, I could be i'm probably over overstating it and probably giving it too much weight than it deserves but i watched it and i was a little bit disappointed i was like oh man i was like i was hoping that this would be a thing where you know because i know they game and i because i know that they have connections to that industry and to that to that uh to, to to the community in a real way because they do game that i didn't wish it was kind of just like a shit on it shit on it session and it felt like that um so i'm a little bit disappointed with that being a thing i'm hoping that they could figure out a good space um that coincides with their content in a real way that feels not, I'm not going to say more genuine because I feel like that was genuinely them, but I don't know if I'm still excited about that version of content when it comes to uh, those layers of the gaming industry and those kinds of connections to the outside world, quote unquote, uh, when it comes to showcasing what we can do in our community and in our industry. So. That was another thing that was on my brain this week. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, whomever the next uh, uh, game or whoever the next dev or publisher that showcases their thing over there, I feel like I wish that they had someone there who could help them understand the process. Uh, or if they don't understand the process, they'll just keep doing what they do and that'll be it. And, you know, it doesn't move anything super forward or backward, but it's just like an annoyance. But we have to continue to do this part of the work to legitimize the thing that has been legitimate for a very long time. Anywho, that's enough ranting and raving for me for this first episode of some more thoughts. Uh, we'll be doing this weekly uh, that goes along with our usual show that drops on Tuesday. But I haven't figured out which day we're going to release these yet. Uh, but for all of my Patreon folks uh this is going to be for you uh, you'll get it a day early if you uh, uh pull up at the dollar uh, any of the tiers actually you'll get it uh within any of those tiers um and then it will go out on the normal feed uh alongside all everything else so uh much love to everybody uh thank you again for supporting us we are really happy with the way things have gone uh and really excited to continue to, to jump back into the patreon uh fray uh and getting some more content to you for all the times that we did not get you content we promised that we would uh so mad love to you all thank you so much for hanging uh this is some more thoughts number one uh and we'll see you all in a few
Oh, <laughs> oh,